these words from the hills reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. You know, let's start reading this morning from the book of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Um, Matthew chapter 9, starting verse, from verse 36. Matthew 9:36. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into his harvest. When Jesus saw the disciples, when Jesus hung with his disciples, there was a day he encountered a great crowd. It was like a lot of people. And those people were like full of whatever spirits, full of whatever needs. You know, he said when he saw the multitude, when he saw how distressed they were, when he saw the sick, when he saw the fearful, when he saw the panic-stricken people, when he saw the hungry, if we flip it to our date like today, we can see the deaths, the numbers, the statistics of this COVID-19 virus. We can see it. We can hear the rumors, the uncertainties. And it was like Jesus looking at the crowd. Then he now, you know, when you see the crowd, that's not what you say. You say something like, um, oh, wow, thank God all these people were gathered. But he saw beyond the people sitting. He saw a need in their hearts. He saw that the kingdom of God was ready to receive all these people who were huddled and gathered and broken and distressed. He could see into their problems. He could see what was watering their heart. And he could see beyond the earth realm into God's eternal purpose. And then he said, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So, what do you do? He didn't just say, go to the harvest. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into the harvest field. If I may ask you, who is the Lord of the harvest? The Bible says in, um, in Joel chapter 3, saying that the harvest is ready, verse 30, Joel 3, verse 33. He says, the harvest is ready. He said, the wine press is full. He said, the vats overflow and great is the wickedness of the whole world. So once again, if I ask you, who is the husband man? Who is the one ready at the end of the harvest? The harvest is a season in biblical history called Sintelea. Sintelea means the end of all things, the gathering of all things together towards the end. That is the harvest. 
I know we've used Harvest Thanksgiving to represent the end of the year and the, and the crops and the produce of men and also a summary of our income for the year. We used it, you know, I was a church boy growing up in the pastor's house and once a year, towards November, December, there was something called Harvest Thanksgiving and we will just be so excited as pastor's kids because at the time, we got lots of yams donation in the church. Some people even brought live chickens to the church. It's a traditional church. So people brought the, the fruits of their hands and people brought vegetables but in the pastor's house. I think they gave most of it to the poor, but definitely the pastor's house got a good portion. And because of that, we are very excited every time it was harvest this living as a pastor's kid. So this harvest only serves to represent the end of the age. When God rounds up everything, it's called Sintelea. God is bringing a season of the roundup. God is bringing a season of the conclusion. So Jesus saw a multitude gather, and what he thought about was conclusion. That these people are broken. These people are hungry. These people are diseased. These people are fearful. These people have challenges. There is death in their midst. The numbers don't look good. They are fearful. There are rumors of all types. There are all types of rumors and all types of things going around. Is it 5G? Is it radiation killing people? Is the virus the, the hocus pocus? Are they trying to do artificial insemination of microchips into our body? Is this the antichrist? All these kind of fears rage in the Christian dawn. For the unbelievers, they don't even know what to believe. They just believe is just a virus. Like talk, bad things happened. It happened in 1920. It's happening again in 2020. So, uh, uh, well, we just we just brave ourselves and go through it. We can't see the hand of God. But when Jesus saw these things, he said, "The harvest is plenty. The laborers are few." Let's take us to another scripture in in, in John chapter four. John chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 4. Chinta Mahayali Kusta Mahayali Sayadani Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We worship you, O God. Bring us to the end of the age. Bring us to the revelation of yourself. Don't leave us, O God, without understanding what you're doing and what you're saying. God, teach us, O God, to enter into your grace and to declare your power over our lives. We immerse in your grace this morning. We are full of the Spirit, O God. Let your hand rest mightily upon us. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. John chapter 4, verse 34. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who receives receives the wages and gathers fruits for eternal life. So that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the same is true 
one souls another rib. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you entered into their labors. So this story was the account of Jesus Christ on the road to Galilee. Jesus and his disciples were going to Galilee, but they took a detour through Samaria. Samaria. Yeah, they went to Samaria, and Samaria was the town of the unclean people, the Jews, but the people of God, they were like good guys, the clean guys, the holy guys, and everything. But they went to an unholy city, and in this unholy city, they met a woman by the well. You know the story of the woman who had five husbands, and Jesus told her everything that she had done, and she was so blown away by what Jesus told her. She was blown away by the revelation of Jesus Christ. And she's gone. But before this time, Jesus sent his disciples to go and buy food. And when they came back, they met Jesus Christ talking with this woman. And this woman, wow, this woman, like, she doesn't look like the kind of woman Jesus should be talking to. She doesn't look like the kind of, she didn't look like that kind of woman. And then they are talking among themselves, like, why is Jesus with this kind of woman? They have met your pastor and a scandalous woman having a conversation, you know, that was the kind of scenario they saw Jesus Christ in. But Jesus saw something they couldn't see and then brought to him and said, Master, Master, it's time to eat. Maybe they're trying to distract him, so he stopped that conversation. And Jesus turned and looked at them and said, my meat, my food, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. What gives me pleasure? What makes my blood boil? What creates excitement in me is to do the will of him who called me and to finish his work. And this time the woman had just gone and they said to him, come and eat, master. He said, no, what gives me pleasure? What makes my blood boil? What gets me excited is to do the will of him who called me and to finish his work. Can I ask you, what gets you excited? What makes your blood boil? What do you live for? Do you live for just money? Do you live for just gain? Do you live for just anything more than that? What is Jesus' pleasure? What makes him excited? What makes him happy? Is to do the will of him who called him and to finish the work. How awesome is that? And then he goes to the same story again. He had told the disciples about the crowd. At this time, the woman had gone into the city of Samaria. And she went in and said, telling everyone, come see the man who told me everything I've done. Come see the man. Come experience for yourself the Lord of the harvest. Come see the man. Come see the man. Who was being so good to me? Come see the man who is setting my spirit at liberty. We have seen the Messiah. I think that woman remembered childhood stories of when the Messiah was going to come and what it was supposed to be like. And Jesus said to her, I am He. I am He. And the conversation is so interesting. You should absolutely go and read it in John chapter 4. But something happened. Jesus turned and began to teach his disciples something. Verse 37, verse 36. 
He says, do not say there are still four months, then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for the harvest. Do not say there are yet four months. 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 Do not procrastinate. You know why Jesus is saying that? Because in the natural, between that time and when the real harvest was supposed to come, it was supposed to be about four more months. So he was using a natural example they understood to talk about Sintelea, the end of all things. Do not say it's still far when Jesus is going to come. Do not say it's in the future when the master will come. Do not say that it's not yet time for us to evangelize. Do not say that Jesus knew the men of Samaria were coming to meet him. And in spirit, excitement began to build up. Is I getting excited? Like, oh my God. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. How powerful is that for Jesus to say that? So powerful. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. What was he talking about? Jesus was talking about the souls of men one more time. Every time Jesus talks about the harvest, he's referring to the Lord of the harvest. God was about to harvest those thousands of men coming out of Samaria that day. And Jesus said, the Lord of the harvest is ready. I'm, I'm attending to that which gives me a pleasure. I'm reacting to that which gives me an unction. The Bible says the harvest is ready. The fields are white. Say, put in the sickle. It's in the book of Ezekiel. The Bible says that. Put in the sickle. The harvest is ready. Put in the sickle. The sickle is that night that you used to cut grain. So if you are from the north of Nigeria, where people plant sorghum and wheat, they have like this curved knife. And that curved knife is called the sickle. So you gather grain together and you yank them from under. So it says the harvest is ready. When ears of corn get ripe, they become white sand. So the Bible says the fields are white of the harvest. See this picture. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years of corn growing miles long. And the master says, the harvest is ready. When God looks at the brokenness in the world, he says, the harvest is ready. When God looks at the evil of mankind, he says, the harvest is ready. When God looks at the challenge of everything, he says, the harvest is ready. When God looks at what man has become to other men, he says, the harvest is ready. When God looks at diseases from the world, he says, the harvest is ready. Do you know, many of us cannot wait for the world to go back to normal so we can continue business as usual. But God has a message today for two categories of people. The first category is believers. Believers who are watching me, do you know that the harvest is ready? Do you know that this is the best time for the church? Do you know that this is the best time for God's people? 
Do you know this is a moment of opportunity? Once Jesus sees that people are broken, once Jesus sees that people are hurt, once Jesus sees that there is a twist in the lives of people, something begins to happen to him. He begins to see that what happens. He begins to see like I'm waiting. He begins to see like I'm bringing into effect the mind of God. Do you know that heaven is looking for partnership with the earth? Hello, believers. God is looking for partnership with the earth. Do not behave like Jonah. Jonah did not want the people to repent. Jonah did not want the people to adjust. So he had a hard message. He just went into Nineveh and said, 40 years, 40 days, the Lord Almighty will burn this city with fire. Troubles are like that. We're like prophets of doom. We just went around and said, 40 days, this world is going to be finished. Another plague is coming. You know, all of you guys who have done wrong things, you're going to see. Like, on whose side are you? When Jesus saw destruction, he said, the harvest is ready. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest field. So I want to speak to believers. Are you an intercessor? Are you an accuser of the brethren? You are all these two ministries. There are those who are going around accusing the world of their sin. But Jesus was not an accuser. The Bible says he was in me are in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Say now then we are ambassadors for Christ. So when you hear the brokenness of earth, when you see people hurting, when you see dying happening, as a believer, what should be in your heart is harvest. What are the souls God is bringing home? Who are the people I can call and reach for the kingdom of God? Who are the people bowed home I can bring the grace of God into their lives? Who are the people hurt that I can bring healing and the thoughts of God into their lives? This is the finest hour for the church, not just to give arms, not just to give rights. <laughs> I'm not saying we shouldn't give rice. We do give rice. Not just to give bread. Not just to give a drink. Do you know that the biggest tragedy is not that men are hungry? Do you know that the biggest tragedy in the world is not that men are out of school? Do you know the biggest tragedy in the world is not that people are out of civilization? So when next you hear this social media conversation, low-level conversation about how the world is the most important place, let me tell you, we live in eternity. The biggest tragedy of all is that man born in the image and the likeness of God cannot find God anymore. There is no glory in man. There is no connection to the divine in man. But this man created like God has fallen to the level of peace. That is the biggest tragedy. So I say again, when there's no more disease in the world, when we built a school on every street, when we paved every road, and we can put a roof over every head, when everybody owns a million dollars to their need, when there are no more diseases in the world, when we conquer Ebola, HIV, AIDS, malaria, or COVID-19, when we conquer all diseases in the world, man will still be hungry and desperately in need of something more. Because there is more than bread, there is more than food, there is more than this earth. Let me tell you guys, man created in the image and the likeness of God has no glory. That is the tragedy. So the Lord of the harvest said, 
plenty, the laborers are few. What do we do? Pray the Lord of the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest. That he may send laborers into his harvest field. I see a lot of complainers. I don't see laborers. I see a lot of people who have suggestions for the world. I don't see laborers. Until you become a laborer of souls, you have nobody to judge. You may be an accuser. You may be looking for redemption. The day you join the ministry of Christ, who was in God's reconciling the world for himself, you will have no thing to say about the perfect world. You will see with the eyes of God. Your heart will be full of compassion. You wish for every sinner to find their way back home. I want to speak to believers today. Say not four months. This is the time of the harvest. This is the season God has been waiting for. This is the moment that all of eternity has been holding into. This is that time. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields. Say not four months, then come the harvest. Lift up your eyes and look to the fields. When Jesus saw the crowd, he said, The harvest is ready. What do you see when you see brokenness on earth? What do you see when man fails? What do you see when disease scares the eight billion people on the face of the earth? Do you become an intercessor? You say, God, we are the sons you are calling back home. We are the daughters you want to redeem. Do you enter into partnership with the Spirit of God? Do you enter into the ministry of intercession? If there's one thing God is doing right now, is to release intercessors. I cannot tell you the number of my friends who have been having dreams and visions, and God has been saying to them, Come partner with me. Come pray the Lord of the harvest. Come stand in the gap for the souls that are lost. Come stand in the gap for the souls that are broken. Come stand with me for the souls that are hurting. Why? Say not for months, then come the harvest. Lift up your eyes and look to the fields. Say not for months, then come the harvest. Lift up your eyes and look to the fields. What do you see? Who do you see? Where, where, where are you looking? Are you seeing like with the eyes of God? God saw many there of uh, the city of a hundred thousand people who did not know their left from their right. Jonah saw a people that should be destroyed. He didn't care that their people were broken. He just wanted God to fulfill his word so that he would be a mighty prophet. Some of you don't know the kind of spirit you have. You have the spirit of Jonah. You don't want people to be saved. Brothers, let me speak to you. You need to have the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ and the spirit of redemption. He wanted every soul, all eight billion humans to come to God. It is not God's will that any should perish. It is not God's will that any should perish. We know that some people will not make it. But that should not be our emphasis as a message. Our emphasis will be reconciliation, restoration, 
bringing people back to the hearts of the Father because there's a harvest coming. And I don't put it past the fact that there will be some people watching today and you don't know. Let me tell you, the events of this time is called the end of the age. God has decided the calendar for the earth. And the Bible says when we reach the times of the end, nations will rise up against nations. The sun will be hotter. The moon and the planetary bodies will be moving. Say earthquakes will exacerbate. He said that there will be plagues upon the earth. And there will be diseases all over the earth. And we're seeing diseases now. We're seeing a pandemic of an epic proportion. Guess what God wants to do? Sintelea is gathering everything back to himself. So if you don't know him, can I offer you an opportunity to meet the master today? If you're watching with a friend, watching in the family home, watching somewhere, can I offer you, or maybe you're just doing a replay after this, can I offer you an opportunity to come home? The master, the master is waiting for the precious fruits of the earth. The precious fruit of the earth is the souls of men. Brothers, your soul is special to God. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So what happens now if all of this season is over, the shutdowns are over, the city is open again, we don't know when. You go back to business as usual, no prayer, no knowledge of God, no knowledge of eternity. Is it true that if we die, we die? Is that what you're living for? You don't know what waits for you on the other side. You don't have an assurance that if you die today, you will meet God. This is the time of the harvest. And this is the best time for you to be harvested in. And God began to say that some people will labor while some will reap. You know, some of us, all we've been doing is planting seeds. When you preach to someone, you are planting a seed. You may not be the one who harvested. Others will come. And do you know that we're harvesting the seeds that other people have planted? So many people have been preached to over the years. And when they meet, it's like I said, there's a climax of everything. And you harvest that seed for the kingdom. This is the time of the harvest. This is the season of the restoration. This is the time you've been all waiting for. So let me give you an opportunity to come back to Christ. So if you're the one and you don't know Christ, let's just pray this prayer together. Those of us who are here. Close your eyes. And if you are home watching, you're a believer, just spend this moment praying for everyone who will make a decision this time. So, Lord, I see the fears on the world. Let's pray together. Lord, I see the fears in the world. I know that I cannot do life by myself. I know that I cannot do life by myself. I have tried it. I have tried it. It doesn't work. It does not work. I make mistakes. I make mistakes. I fall. I fall. I rise. I rise. I fall. I rise. I can't do it. Lord, I can't do it. Lord, I can't do it. Lord, I can't do it. I need your help. Lord, I can't do it. I need your help, my God. I need your help, my God. Please help me, Lord God. Please help me, Lord God, to find you, to find you, 
God, I want to come back to you, Lord. I want to come back to you. Open the doorway, God. Open the doorway, God. And let me come home, Lord. And let me come home, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. Restore my heart. Restore my heart. I want to journey with you. I want to journey with you. Lead me, O God. Lead me, O God. I confess that Jesus. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Is the Lord of my life. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my soul. I give you my mind. I give you my mind. I give you my all. I give you my all. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Lord of the harvest is waiting. If you want to enlist in this army today, you want to be a laborer. There are enough complainers. One more time, let me say this. There are enough complainers. There are enough people who are just grumbling on the internet. There are enough people who are saying, well, their government is doing well, and what well, their government is not doing well. The government has no solutions. You saw it in the meltdown of the government of Italy. The government has no solution. The governments of the world are overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. If they know what to do, they would have done it. Hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people with a disease across the world, the governments of the world don't know what to do. This is that time of the harvest. If Jesus was here one more time, guess what they would say? The fields are white under the harvest. <laughs> Lift up your eyes and look to the fields. Don't send four months, then come the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into his harvest field and restore and build back and, and put them back to people. Do you know? There is a God space inside your heart that nothing will fail. What you're looking for is God. What you're looking to become is God. That satisfaction you're looking for is God. This is the time of the harvest. God wants to receive your soul back to himself and plant you in his kingdom and journey with you so that if you die today, you will know where you're going to be. Then God was very African countries, yeah, and God prospering African countries, the, the depth, the, the pain that people have gone to when countries have lost 10,000, 12,000 people, it's painful, let me tell you, let me tell you, small countries like that, losing that number of people, it's very painful, and, and everybody in the city will know someone who has died, but guess what, death in the world is nothing compared to death. In eternity, we are eternally caught up from God. So this is actually what's more important. Let's redeem men for eternity. Let's save souls. We're going to start a campaign today to give out food. And we want you to jump on that campaign that bigger than food is the fact that you personally are an evangelist for God. Who are those contact lists on your phone who don't know Christ? When you scroll to your friends, if they arrive in eternity today, Will they blame you that you know about Christ and you haven't shared with them? Make a random call today and offer someone Christ. Don't say four months, then come the out. This is the time for souls. This is the time for souls. This is the time of the harvest. Hallelujah. Let us pray. 
Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 